Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot. It's the weekend of uh, June 10th, and uh, I've got a lot of stuff going on this week in wrestling. I'm going to start off with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's Dominion Show, which took place uh, early this morning, Chicago time. A lot of big news coming out of there. Uh, first and foremost, Kenny Omega taking on Kazuchika Okada for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Uh, it's the fourth match in the series between these two. I uh, didn't actually get to watch the match myself, but by all accounts, it was a great match. Two out of three falls, no time limit. Uh, apparently, the match went a little over an hour total with uh, Kenny Omega winning two falls to one and coming away with the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship for the first time in his career. Uh, also had uh, Chris Jericho taking on Naito for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. And uh, Jericho actually won, so he is the new IWGP Intercontinental Champion, which makes him a record 10-time Intercontinental Champion between WWE and New Japan. Uh, also, some other big news uh, coming out of here. The, uh, the Young Bucks took on Evil and Sonata for the uh, IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship, which they won for the first time in their career. Um, they're also current holders of the uh, Never Openweight Six-Man uh Tag Team Championship with Hangman Page. So the, uh, the Bullet Club is uh, basically ruling Japan right now. Have to wonder what this is, uh, what kind of effect this is going to have on the All In Show. Is Omega still going to be the IWGP Champion at that time? If so, you're going to see the IWGP Champion, the Ring of Honor Champion, and the uh, NWA Champion all on the same show. That's if Cody is able to come away with the Ring of Honor Championship at the end of the month, I should say. But uh, should. Definitely, uh, definitely be an interesting show with all the developments going on. Also, uh, during the Dominion show, uh, Bullet Club members uh, Cody, uh, Hangman Page, and Marty Skrull took on uh, Jushin Thunder Liger, uh, Tanahashi, and uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. in a six-man match. Uh, Bullet Club did win that match and apparently, uh, you know, attacked Tanahashi after the or attacked Liger after the bell. So seems to be uh, you know building a bit of a storyline there uh, again have to wonder what this means for all in obviously Cody's gonna be there uh, Rey Mysterio is gonna be there I'm sure Paige and uh, Marty Skrull are gonna be there so and you know a lot of a lot of implications for the all-in show coming up in September so I'm definitely looking forward to that I mean I've got my tickets already I'm gonna be there I'm gonna be posting uh, stuff on Facebook live or snapchat possibly both who knows but uh, it's definitely looking uh, looking very interesting uh, starting to take shape a little bit they're kind of planting seeds of uh, what's going to be going on also announced during the Dominion show uh, Don Callis who is the uh, English announcer for New Japan as well as uh, vice president of Impact Wrestling uh, it was announced that he's going to be at All-In so it'll be interesting to see in what capacity he's going to be there uh, is he going to be an announcer which could point towards the show being broadcast in some way or another or is he going to be there as the VP of Impact. Is Impact going to have a presence at, uh, at All In? We already know New Japan and Ring of Honor do. Um, a lot of different indie promotions do with some of the people that are already scheduled to appear. It's looking like the only wrestling company that doesn't have a presence at All In is the WWE, um, which I'm sure is probably by design, but uh, sounds like it's going to be... I mean, if it didn't sound like a fantastic show already, it's sounding even better now so that's what's going on kind of on the uh, the indie circuit uh, some other things happening this week CM Punk and Colt Cabana won their court case uh, 
course, they were being sued by the uh, WWE doctor for some comments that Punk made on Cole Cabana, Cabana's podcast after he left the WWE, uh, basically accusing the doctor of malpractice and uh, things of that nature. So, of course, the doctor sued Cabana and Punk for just over $4 million, apparently, but uh, the jury found in favor of Punk and Cabana. So uh, congratulations to them. I know uh, Punk has his next UFC fight coming up tonight here in Chicago. And, uh, you know, definitely good luck to him. I know a lot of uh, hardcore MMA fans kind of crap on Punk. They still view him as a pro wrestler, which obviously is what he's known for. That's how he made his name. Was uh, You know, he was the top guy in WWE for quite a while. So, of course, uh, you know, they don't uh, don't take him very seriously. But, you know, I, I wish him nothing but the best. I'm uh, kind of iffy on some of the comments he's made in interviews the last few days, but, you know, that's, that's how he feels, that's how he feels. I mean, you know, can't can't fault the guy for kind of being sour on WWE, the way that his uh, the way that his career ended there, and it just seems to have carried over into the pro wrestling business in general, uh, rather than just the WWE, unfortunately. Uh, you know, of course, he has made the comments he'll never go back to pro wrestling. He says he's done. Um also says, you know, nobody's made him an offer yet, and so he, and he's kind of given mixed signals, he's saying one thing to wrestling journalists, he's saying another thing to MMA journalists, so, uh, but as of right now, I mean, Punk is done, he's not a wrestler anymore, he's an MMA fighter, so best of luck to see him Punk in his fight tonight against Mike Jackson, um, and on to some WWE news, uh, interesting interview with Shawn Michaels earlier this week, who actually, for the first time since he retired, has said he's open to having one more match, uh, which kind of sent a lot of uh, a lot of people in the internet wrestling community into a frenzy, you know, wanting to see like dream matches with AJ Styles or Daniel Bryan or uh, one interesting name that came up uh, that Shawn Michaels said himself was Johnny Gargano. Uh, I think that'd be a fantastic match. Uh, two of them are obviously fantastic in the ring. I think they could build a good story especially with Shawn Michaels working at the Performance Center now, working for NXT. Uh, you know, I'm sure there could be kind of a student-teacher thing going on there or, you know, something along those lines. But any, pretty much any match Shawn Michaels has is going to be an awesome match. I mean, I've never seen a bad Shawn Michaels match. So uh, be interesting to see how that one kind of plays out. Uh, this week on SmackDown, kind of surprising in you know, the women's division, Becky Lynch, who hasn't... Uh, had a whole lot going on lately, storyline-wise. She's just kind of had matches. You know, I mean, she's been in the ring, but hasn't been part of anything major as far as storylines go. Actually got a victory over Charlotte, which uh, I think at this point would be considered a pretty big upset. Because even though Becky was the initial SmackDown Women's Champion, they haven't done much with her since then. Uh, she's kind of gotten lost in the shuffle of the women's division, unfortunately, because Becky is a phenomenal in-ring performer. So uh, it was kind of cool to see her get a win over the, uh, the top female in the company in Charlotte Flair. So have to see how that one plays out going into Money in the Bank because they are both part of the Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, another interesting tidbit going back to uh, some indie stuff, or actually some Impact stuff, uh, was announced that Impact Wrestling has now gotten on board, uh, no pun intended, with the uh, Chris Jericho cruise. Uh, of course, uh, I think it was last week or week before, Sammy Callahan kind of called out Chris Jericho uh, in a promo on, uh, I believe it was on Twitter. Uh, so, uh, and then a few days later is when they announced Impact was going to be part of the Jericho Cruise, which really isn't a big surprise. Chris Jericho and Don Callis are very close, uh, have been for 
I want to say like 20 plus years. So uh, kind of interesting, to, interested to see how that plays out because I, I know they're having a Ring of Honor tournament actually on the cruise with Ring of Honor wrestlers. So I'm curious to see who from Impact is actually going to show up. Uh, speaking of Impact, of course, the new Impact champion is Austin Aries, the uh, belt collector. And when he uh, did pick up the Impact World title, he... Uh, unified it with the Impact Grand Championship, which I'm kind of glad to see. The Grand Championship was was a cool concept for a little while, but it just kind of, I think people lost interest in it very quickly. The whole round system and point system and things like that. Um, you know, I just think it didn't didn't catch on the way that they hoped it would. Like I said, I thought it was kind of a cool concept. It was different. Um, the belt left a little to be desired. It wasn't my favorite belt that I've ever seen, but uh, you know, so it's. Uh, single championship now it's the part of the impact world championship which uh, is how austin aries took from pentagon jr uh the uh episode that was broadcast this past thursday speaking of pentagon jr he and ray phoenix his brother uh won the mlw world tag team championships this week so uh good to see that though uh they are definitely two of my favorite luchadors um first time i saw either of them was on lucha underground i don't uh don't get a chance to see AAA too much, but I am familiar with a lot of the wrestlers, or especially some of the older wrestlers like Conan, Rey Mysterio, guys like that, obviously, Psychosis, Juventud Guerrera, um, some of the you know older luchadors that were big in the 90s and early 2000s. But uh, yeah, so it's pretty cool to see uh, the two of them take that uh, world tag team title. And uh, back to some WWE news going on, it was announced this week that, uh, not announced, but it's kind of a uh, rumor going around online, WWE is going to be looking to move SummerSlam away from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, where they've had it the last few years, and start moving it to stadiums, kind of like WrestleMania, uh, which is cool. I mean, have another big stadium show. SummerSlam has always been considered the second biggest show of the year. So you have to wonder, is it going to be a whole big weekend thing, kind of along the same lines as WrestleMania? Are they going to have the fan access uh, events and meet and greets and all that kind of stuff? Uh, I know they do like a smaller version of that for SummerSlam now as it is. So I'm wondering if they're just looking to make it bigger, uh, almost on the same scale as a WrestleMania. And by the same token, are they going to do the same for their uh, quote-unquote Big Four uh, for, for all four of the events, uh, WrestleMania and SummerSlam are going to be held in arenas. How far behind is Royal Rumble and Survivor Series? Uh, again, I think it's a cool idea to have their uh, their four big shows like that. Or Actually, no, I wouldn't. Personally, I wouldn't do all four. I would leave it those two, SummerSlam and WrestleMania. Uh, and I still think uh, it would be a, a really good idea to cut down the number of pay-per-views. You know, if you want to build interest and anticipation for these huge shows that you want to put on every year don't have so many big shows in between is just my my feeling i mean obviously i'm still going to watch them all i'm still a fan i'm still going to follow pretty much everything that uh that they're doing but you know it's just my my idea cut cut down on the number of pay-per-views in order to build interest and anticipation for the huge shows that you want to put on uh two, three, four, however many times a year. Uh, another interesting rumor floating, floating around online is that uh, Brock Lesnar is pretty much uh, going to be dropping 
the Universal Championship at SummerSlam this year. Uh, and as of right now, all signs are pointing to his opponent being Roman Reigns, which I don't think is a surprise to anybody. Um, still not really clear on exactly what the details of Brock's current contract are. He uh, obviously signed an extension right before WrestleMania, which is what allowed him to retain the title at that time. So it, uh, from, you know, I've seen reports that say, oh, it's very limited dates, it's short term. I've seen other reports saying he signed a two-year extension, so nobody seems to really know. But uh, the rumor right now is he will be dropping the Universal title to Roman Reigns at SummerSlam in August. Of course, that's still a couple months away. A lot of things can change in that time, so kind of take that with a grain of salt. Uh, one more piece of uh, WWE news I want to talk about is the push that Elias is getting currently. Um, I, I'm, I, I would definitely say I'm an Elias fan. I like the character. I like the uh, uh, storylines he's been involved in. He's not being forced, and that's you know a big thing that a lot of people seem to complain about is when wrestlers get forced down your throat. His uh, push seems to be a little bit more natural, more organic. And he's turning into one of those heels, kind of like The Miz, where he can, you know, the crowd will cheer him. They'll, you know, say his catchphrases and things like that. But then he'll turn it right around on him and uh, say something, make some kind of snide remark about the town or something like that. And they'll just, you know, boo him out of the building. And that, to me, that's the sign of a great uh, modern heel is, you know, the, the fans like him. They like the personality. They'll cheer for him, say their catchphrases, but then they can turn on the fans on a dime and have them just booing them uh, nonstop and, you know, wanting them to just get the crap beat out of them. So definitely uh, liking the direction that Elias is going. He's got a title match coming up at Money in the Bank next weekend against Seth Rollins. Uh, would not surprise me at all to see him come away with the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, it'd be his first title run on the main roster. I definitely think he could pull it off kind of, again, along the same lines as The Miz. So um, that's uh, one match I'm definitely going to be watching. I mean, Elias is great on the mic. He's great in the ring. So I think he'd make a great heel Intercontinental Champion. And uh, somebody could probably have a pretty good long run with that title if they just, you know, let him, uh, if they let him do it. So we'll have to see how that one plays out. So the uh, big thing I wanted to talk about on the show today is uh, something that's missing from pro wrestling these days, and not just in WWE, but also Impact and pretty much anywhere, really. You don't hear a lot about it anymore, and that is time limits. You, uh, used to be back in the day, ring announcers introducing the uh, participants in a match, and of course, first thing they always say, this match is scheduled for one fall, and it used to be one fall with a 30-minute time limit, 20-minute time limit, 60-minute time limit, whatever it might be. Doesn't happen anymore, except apparently in New Japan, because uh, you know Omega and Okada have gone to uh, time limit draws recently. But uh, it's not uh, not commonplace anymore, and I think it's something that's missing, and I think it's something that uh, is needed. It's just kind of, I mean, obviously the matches are predetermined. They know how long they're going to go. They know who's going to win, things like that. But uh, you know, the time limit draw, I think, is a tool that really could be utilized to further storylines, you know, and also give wrestlers opportunities to just put on some phenomenal matches. I mean, look at the, uh, you know, back in the day, in the 80s, even back to the 70s, 
you know, the number of time limit draws you had, especially in championship matches, because when this, these were back in the days when the NWA champion would travel around to the different territories and face the top guy in each territory, a lot of times it would go to a, a time limit draw just to so that the top guy in the territory could still look strong without, uh, you know, anybody having to take a pinfall and without having to put the championship on somebody uh, that the NWA board didn't want it on. So, I mean, this is something that Ric Flair did on a daily basis for years, uh, having time limit draws with people like Dusty Rhodes and Jerry Lawler and Ricky Steamboat and, you know, pretty much uh, all over the place, Carlos Colon in Puerto Rico. And, uh, you know, that was, that was a huge thing uh, back in the territory days just to, like I said, so that the, the territory's top guy continued to look strong uh, and, you know, kind of got the fans behind him saying, oh, man, if there was just a couple more minutes, he could have he beat the world champion. And, uh, you know, I think that's something that can definitely translate to today. Um, you know, the last, uh, the last big era I can remember taking advantage of time limits was when uh, WCW had their uh, television championship, uh, which, of course, evolved from the NWA television championship. It was typically most of the matches were a 10 to 15 minute time limit. And more often than not, they ended in a time limit draw. And, uh, you know, if there was a clean victor, it was typically during a title change. So I I just think it's something, like I said, it can be used to further storylines, like, uh, say, the Seth and Elias story that's going on right now. You know, let the match at, uh, at Money in the Bank go to a 20-minute time limit draw or a 30-minute time limit draw. Let, the, let these guys go out there and steal the show for a half an hour and not resolve anything. You know, it's like, oh, they fought to a, you know, a 20-minute draw. Well, okay, the next next match is going to be, uh, you know, no time limit or two out of three falls. Or, you know, this is this kind of goes back to the show when I was talking about making things special again. You know, use the use the time limit to further the storyline to push it to the next level of match, whether that's a no DQ match and no, uh, you know, or a street fight or no time limit or two out of three balls or whatever it might be. Uh, it's just something that doesn't uh, doesn't get used anymore, and this has been talked about on other podcasts and wrestling shows. I've heard uh, Jr. talk about it, and I've heard it on Busted Open Radio with Bully Ray and Dave Greca. Uh, and uh, you know, it's just it's. Like I said, it's something that it's a lost art. It's the time limit draw, and I'm hoping that uh, you know maybe that's something we'll see it all in. Maybe all these matches will have 20 minute time limits, 15 minute time limits. Maybe we'll see a couple of time limit draws. You know, not not every match has to have a clean finish. Not every match has to have you know someone go over in order to get over, so to speak. Um, and this again, this is just uh, it's just my two cents. I know, like I said, I've heard quite a few other people talking about it, and uh, just, yeah, I think it's, like I said, it's a lost art. It's something that's missing from today's product. Um, you know, you talk to younger wrestling fans, they probably wouldn't have any clue what a time limit is unless they're really, you know, into old school wrestling, and, uh, you know, it's something I'd like to see come back at some point uh, on a regular basis. So, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Like I said, CM Punk's fight is tonight. Um, Money in the Bank is next week. I'll definitely be covering that more in-depth on next week's show, going through the card, kind of giving my predictions or who I want to see win. Uh, and, 
you know, I think it's shaping up to be a pretty good show. The ladder matches, I think, are going to be very entertaining. Um, I'm curious to see the women's match because there was a couple unexpected entries in that one. Uh, at least they were unexpected to me, like Lana, for example. You know, but it's good to see uh, good to see WWE giving her a shot because um, I I uh, I think she did pretty good in the ring a couple of times she's been in there, and uh, obviously she hasn't had much experience in the ring, so that's why she's you know, maybe not as crisp and clean in the ring as some of the other uh, the other female performers in WWE, but that that's something that comes with experience. That's something that comes with being in the ring. So hopefully they'll give her some more uh, some more opportunities in the ring because I do think she's got some talent when it comes to the ring, and it just need, it needs to be polished. It needs practice, you know. And the only way to get that is to get in that ring uh, and have matches. So hopefully they start giving her some more because I think you know she seems to. Uh, Seems to work really hard training, and I think she's definitely deserving of at least an opportunity. What she does with that opportunity is, you know, yet to be seen. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, some of the other matches on the card too. Like I said, the Intercontinental Championship match. I think that's going to be uh, that definitely could steal the show. Um, also, the uh, next the uh, next match for AJ and Nakamura, the Last Man Standing match. That's another one that could steal the show if. These guys are allowed to go out there and just go, which, you know, I think that's why a lot of people were disappointed in their WrestleMania match because it wasn't that culmination of a feud that I think a lot of people were looking for. It was just the beginning of it. That's, you know, they used that as a, as a jumping point for Nakamura to turn heel and kind of start their real rivalry. They didn't build much of a rivalry leading into WrestleMania. It was, you know, babyface versus babyface. You know, they're showing each other respect and things like that. And then WrestleMania was kind of the launching pad for the, the rivalry that's been going on since then. So I think this will probably be the match that a lot of people were hoping to see at WrestleMania. But we'll see uh, We'll see how that one plays out as well. So that's about all I got for this week. I uh, hope you guys have been enjoying the show. hope you guys have been uh, telling your friends and everybody about it. Uh, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, all that kind of stuff. Uh, catch, hook, and shoot. Um, and uh, if anybody has any questions, comments, things like that, please feel free to leave them on any of those pages. Or if you want to email, uh, shoot me an email with any kind of show ideas, again, questions, comments, anything you'd like to see or hear me talk about. Uh, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. That's all one word. And uh, I will be back next week with my uh, preview of Money in the Bank. Until then, hope everybody has a good week, and I will talk to you soon.